Welcome back. It's Locked On Chiefs. We appreciate you making us your first listen today. We have the preview. It's not Christmas behind me. It's just green, a little green with them because they have a starting uh, quarterback here in Kansas City that they're not expecting to have to face with somebody like, you know, Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be a fun one as we preview Chiefs Packers. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Now, I know you guys have heard this before. I said it at a Tom Grassi show. Um, I think the person most frustrated with this is probably Jake from State Farm because he doesn't get to see the ultimate matchup. Neither do we. Um, <laughs> folks, we have a quick show for you today. We are going to get through you so you get all the information because it's changing all the time. Uh, we are brought to you today by McDonald's. You'll hear more about them coming up here later. And we appreciate you making this your first listen. If you check out another show on the network, another locked on show, we'd appreciate it. The draft one's a good one. I'm just saying. Um, a lot of hubbub about Aaron Rodgers, and, and I know there's there's a ton to it, there's a ton to, to you know, um lies of omission there's a whole lot of misleading i don't care because quite frankly he's not playing in this game it's all i need to know so we got to talk about what is going on in this game one thing that i got from uh pressers today i wasn't able to watch him live but the big takeaway for me was that spag seemed to hint as though we're gonna get to see melvin ingram here against the packers Yep, and that doesn't surprise me. I was expecting that to happen. The one thing that Spax did say that I did not approve of is it sounds like Hitchens is going right back to middle linebacker. I was going to get to that, and I'm glad you brought it up because, yeah, this is uh, the the plan, according to him, um, as though he hasn't seen the last two weeks, is that it doesn't plan. matter that 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 he won the defensive rookie of the of the month. I mean, that doesn't seem to matter at all. No, evidently not, because they plan right now to rotate Hitch and Bolton at middle, which means I'm guessing the other guy's playing Sam in the base, at least, which I think they're actually going to see more now than I thought they were going to see before the Rodgers news, because I think they got to protect the young quarterback. We'll talk about that in matchups, but how head in the sand is this? If if you're Extremely. not just faking somebody out, maybe this is just for show and just for the presser. You don't think so? No, Spagnolo Spagnolo seems to stick to things until it's too late to realize that uh, it needs to change. And I think he's there with Daniel Sorensen right now as well. Uh, I think he stuck his head in the sand and and he believes that the guy can still get it done. When, in my own opinion at this point, I think that if you're going to continue having guys that are going to be out of position that don't have the speed to make up for it, then you play younger guys trying to at least get better. Uh, and I know they f- figure they already know what they have in our money Watts, but I think you play him instead. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think you should. I, I'm frustrated by this because I think if you choose to play Nick Bolton anywhere else other than the mic, I think you risk, risk him taking a regression because he's shown you what he yeah. can do in the position that he is meant to be playing. And I think that's problematic to go back to what was a previous evaluation, what was a previous thing, you, you saw the light, and if you don't take it, it raises more questions about the staff and their decision-making. Absolutely, and I do think that's a big question as to how that's going to go going forward because I just can't imagine going back to Hitchens at, at middle linebacker at this point. It doesn't make any sense to me. I agree with you. I, I mean, and, and I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited to see Melvin Ingram. 
Uh, I do think he plays. I do think that uh, they use him. And I think that if you see passing downs, which I don't know how many you're going to actually see in this game, because I expect the Packers to try to run the ball a lot. Uh, I would think that your passing rotation would be Clark and Ingram as your ends and Jones and Reed as your defensive tackles. That's my expectation as well, especially if Colin Saunders isn't able to go. Has been out of practice, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he'll be a game time uh, participant. So at the end of the day, you got to play the guys that are hungry. And that leads into what you got to do when you need something. We're brought to you today. Uh, this episode of Locked On Chiefs is by our friends over at McDonald's who've been proudly serving all kinds of communities across America since 1965. McDonald's is always, you know, a place you can get a tasty meal, affordable food, and take your time there. But it's also a place where your friends and family can connect or reconnect and actually get something done in terms of catching up or something like that. It's a place where classmates can hang out, get some work done while knowing that you have like dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of, of fries and shakes and uh, little nugget type things. I think they like that. Um, win, lose, or draw. It's a place where teammates, competitors, and all kinds of people can get together uh, and find a place to recharge, especially if you happen to be leaving a ball game and there's something to stop on the way when you get a little hangry. At least that's the way it seems this season's been going. It is a place where you can rest your legs and refuel a little bit. So it doesn't matter whether you're coming out of Arrowhead or you're coming home from Little League. One way or another, there's something there you can get. So head over to your McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. And uh, it, I hope that you're loving it. They're loving it. We're all loving it. Check out McDonald's, and we thank them for their support here today. Uh, we need a lot of support. We yeah, I'm hoping. Support. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, McDonald's is giving away some half-price Big Macs come Monday. Yeah. Uh, that would be nice. You know, a couple of sacks, four, five, six would be great. Twelve. Uh, yeah, well. I think four or five is getting ahead of myself and you want to throw out double digits. Yeah. Go ahead with that. If we're going to be optimistic, we might as well be optimistic, right? Um, That's a little more than optimistic, but okay. Yeah. It's about as outlandish for me to say this next thing is to say what I just said, but obviously the absence of, of Aaron Rodgers changes everything and literally changed the fortunes. I going into this week, I was prepared to tell you all how, how the chiefs are not in shape to get a win. Now that's completely different because it does change the focus of A, and this is very interesting and scary and equivocating for me to say, it plays into the Chiefs' defense's needs. They've been able – they shut down, for all intents and purposes, Derrick Henry. If their best weapon is running the ball this week, that actually helps this Chiefs' defense. It may give them what they need against an offense that was able to beat the Cardinals for the first time this season and last week you got to hope that that helps them out overall. You're right to an extent. The problem with that is, is if Hitchens is going back to middle linebacker, the guy that helped shut down the run so much against Derrick Henry was Bolton, and he's not going to be playing in that position to be able to do that. Uh, and I do think that his instincts really have kicked in, and I think that that's what you've seen. That's why he won Defensive Rookie of the Month is because he's using his instincts and being in a position where he needs to be and making the hits he needs to make. Now, you take it a step further when you start talking about the Packers and going into this game. Yes, they beat the Cardinals. Yes, they beat. They were able to win against a team that hadn't lost yet, uh, and they did it with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. But don't forget, they're also getting back a bunch of weapons that they didn't have last week when they played against those Arizona Cardinals. Devontae Adams is back. It does sound like they're probably going to get a couple more receivers back as well. 
Yeah, it looks like Tagaro's back as well. Um, I'm looking at their practice report from today. Kevin King on the, on the defensive side is back. Um, looks like Mercedes Lewis, who I, I think is kind of a crutch for them, especially for a rookie quarterback with Tanya out. He did not participate in Thursday's practice. So, But they said it was injury-related. or Not injury-related, it was rest. Ah, okay. I saw that for so, earlier in the week. I didn't see that for Thursday. So, hey. Yeah. So, okay. I, I also think that – they probably have a chance of getting Alan Lazar back, and they could be bring mm-hmm. back MBS uh, Valdez Scantling back as well off IR. He there was thought that he could make it last week. He didn't. I think that he will be there this week. Yeah, I, which I brings me to another interesting tidbit. I was expecting Clyde Edwards-Alaire to be back at practice this week, and he is not. So interested to see that and how that works too. Yeah, I mean this this could be because of the ailments of the Chiefs' offense and the lack of Aaron Rodgers, this could turn into a run fest here because you have what is a great one-two punch in Green Bay. The defense is going to have to stop Aaron Jones. He'll be the starter. He'll, he'll catch passes as well. But if you guys remember, a couple of years ago, I told you about this giant back that actually had the best athletic matrix of the draft class at the running back position and that nobody was really going to draft him too high. He went at selection number two, and it is A.J. Dillon, six foot, 250 pounds. He's bigger than Nick Bolton. He's bigger than Anthony Hitchens. This is going to be a problem for them. And if they get going with that one-two punch, you have to come back with something. And I I think they have to make sure that they maintain a little bit of physicality. And maybe that means Derek Gore this week. I could see that. And I would like to see that. My issue with it is is that you're taking the ball out of your best weapon in in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, And in all reality, at least in my mind, when you start looking at this offense, what needs to happen is Mahomes needs to – get in a rhythm and get out of his funk because that's the only way this offense is going to get better uh, is he has to get better and running the ball a lot can help the offense, but it's not going to get them to where they want to go in, a, in the next couple of weeks with the games they have coming up. Takes me back to last week because we saw that first drive where Patrick was passing short to intermediate and moving the ball really well. Then there was the, the interception or the turnover or whatever. I can't remember which order it went in. Then you come back later in the game and you're running the ball really well with Gore, but then on the next drive with Daryl as well. And so my thing is, Andy seemed to be calling one thing or another. That first 15, quite frankly, I think it should be the first 30, should be a mixture of both of those things. And you just have to do it. And quite frankly, I think you have to do a 30-play script and run that and just start over until you get the coverages you want in order to take your shots. It is about not forcing shots that I think will keep them from turning the ball over. Well, and another big thing that we've seen that has come out this week, if Mahomes gets the ball out of his hands when he hits his back foot, he is much more likely to be successful than if he's running around this year. That was the thing that he's been successful with in the past, is he's been able to run around and, and make plays on his feet and throw off of different you know platforms and whatnot. This year, he's got just almost as many interceptions throwing after two and a half seconds as he's got touchdowns. That's a problem, and it needs to be addressed. And, yes, some of his interceptions are bad luck. Uh, You know, the one to Josh Gordon last week that he talked about uh, throwing to Josh Gordon, and it ends up hitting McKinnon in the head and gets intercepted. I mean, those are the types of plays that he wasn't getting the first two years. And there is going to be a little bit of regression. I can't see Kansas City continuing to turn over the ball and be the worst team in turnovers the rest of the season. But they have to start somewhere. All right. And you hope that it starts this week. 
because if it doesn't, they're going to be in a, they're going to have other issues. I I'm with you. I hope it starts too because I am tired of talking about it. I got to tell you, it is infuriating to make that have to be the story of every single game. And I know how PFF and I, I know there's some other uh, broadcasters, podcasters out there that are they're digging and saying. This offense is broken more so than just the interceptions. And while it's not functioning as high-end as it has in years past, that is a function of, of the actual defenses. Without the turnovers, this is still a team worth scoring 28 points a game. Is it the 35 that we've seen in years past? No. But that still should be plenty to win games if the defense steps up and you actually get the turnovers under control. And I would argue that it's actually scoring more than 35 points a game if they get the turnovers taken care of because they're Mm -hmm. scoring more points per drive. The only problem is is they have all these turnovers. Right, yeah. Uh, That's that's what it comes down to. And, you know, uh, maybe they can get it figured out. I'm I'm waiting for them to just be – ready to say no um but one thing that you guys should say yes to is something when you're hungry we have a solution for you yeah you absolutely need to go check out bill bar if you haven't already and i love thanksgiving all the good food treats and plenty of them but maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar it's a perfect time for built bars built bar is the new holiday dessert feast on something delicious and feel good about it one slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories and that's on the low end most built bars are only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut built bar or a raspberry built bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein. Covered in 100% chocolate. There's nothing like a built bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Yes, 15%. That saves you a little bit of scratch. Then you can do something fun with it, like try to take out your frustrations over at betonline.ag. Lay some cash on what you think is going to happen, or honestly, the thing that you're most scared of happening. Because at this rate, they're just as likely to happen. They've got a brand new website, and as much as there are other sports on there, including uh, NCAA basketball, it's going to start here pretty quick. You can get all your props and game bets in at betonline.ag for football, basketball, and all the other major sports. It's the number one spot for those two to get all your action in this season. Head over there, check out the new website, sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus if you use the promo code Locked On right now. That's all you got to do. From all the major sports, including basketball, and even some of the fringe things like UFC that only comes up every now and then, it isn't quite as steady. makes it hard, I think, to, to really understand what's going on with that sport. I find that one tough. But all you got to do to take advantage of all those offers, they're all going right now for the remainder of the 2021 season. It's all over at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your sports. Bet Online, where that game starts. And where the game ends is matchups. And if you have players that you think they either need to attack or they need to emphasize for the Chiefs, like where do you want to begin? There you are. I had to unmute you. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what happened there. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Josh Gordon being a guy that they have two or three plays in the first 15 to. Mm-hmm. Just because I think that it's important to get him established, important to get him involved in the offense. Because if you can get him involved, then the rest of the pieces start fitting together even better. 
But until he gets involved, until people have to worry about him, he's not really going to be able to help Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey. That's the problem. And I, yeah, I agree with you. It needs to be a concerted effort, but will that be enough? I, I don't know. I, I think they have to emphasize the, the power game, including with him, meaning slants, meaning ins, comebacks, that he can use his body to its full effect and get him going that way. I just don't know if that's enough of the game plan to make it function. Or... Well, if he can pull coverage away, that's going to be enough. That's really what people don't understand. Sammy Watkins pulled coverage away from Hill and from Kelsey at times. That is why they were so successful with Sammy Watkins. And that's why I, I really do think that Kansas City needs to be looking at a high caliber, maybe a number a, a 1B type wide receiver this offseason because they need a strong X. They need somebody that can go in and steal the coverages. And if they want to go out and get a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster, okay, go get a guy like him. Or maybe you, have, you go out and you get a guy in the draft. You go draft somebody in the first round, even though you're going to need other positions. That's how important it is on offense because it opens everything else up. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There's a couple of guys that I think that they can get some work done on. And um, as much as I liked him coming out for his athletic ability, I think Eric Stokes, their rookie corner, is having a little bit of trouble. Um, gave up the most yardage in their game last week against the Cardinals. And I think he's somebody that you can target again. And then if you can't get him, I, I'd start looking at Hardman. I like his matchup on, on Sullivan. He gave up 100% completion rate last week. So there's a couple of struggling corners. They're going to match up with guys that you got to get cooking because I expect them to take cues from the Giants and double Hill and double Kelsey. And that means that those two guys in particular are going to have opportunities. Yeah, and Hardman has to take a step forward because he hasn't this year. Like we said that early in the offseason, he needed to. If he was going to be a big part of this offense, he needed to take a big step forward. He doesn't seem like he's that point where he can be the number three wide receiver or the number three target in this offense. And that's a problem right now. Uh, the one thing I will say, and, and I'm hoping that Andy Reid uses this going forward. I hope that he gets Clyde Edwards Alaire back in the offense when he comes back, because I think he can really help in the passing game. When you start looking on the defensive side, uh, I really want to see what Ingram has. And the question is, is going to be, is Bakhtiari going to play in this game? We don't know that right now. Uh, that could be something that could, open things up. But I also expect Spagnolo is going to blitz love and he's going to give him a bunch of different coverages that just don't, uh, that he's not going to be ready for. So I'm really intrigued to see what Spagnolo does uh, to try to trip up love in this game. Yeah. I mean, and everybody's got to be on guard. If you end up getting Adams, obviously that's a nightmare matchup. You have to be able to take that on uh, Ward. I think has to play better. I, I didn't see the report on Adams today. Was he out there? Yes. Okay. So and they, they, and he came back from the COVID list. It was reported today. Okay. So if he's not a designated, then then he's going to be out there. Uh, clearly the focus of, of the offense. Now you can do something to take away him, but you always got to protect against the tight end and against the backs out of the backfield. And if you get uh, Lazard back, that becomes another matchup. But at the end of the day, I think you have to press. You have to be physical with your corners and you have to attack them in order to stifle the quarterback and allow your pass rush to get there. Yep, can't argue with that. And I also think that offensively, you have to find a way to get Travis Kelsey going because I think he is part of, I think he's really the engine of this offense. Tyree Kill helps spread the ball or spread the field out more, but Travis Kelsey is the engine I think that gets this offense going. And he's been in funk the past couple of weeks. If you can get him going in this offense, I think it moves this offense along. And I think that they have a better chance at winning this game on Sunday. 
I think they do win this game on Sunday. I think it's it's close for a while, but in the end, they pull away. I'm going to call it 30-21. Oh, you're going with that already. Uh, I hate saying this. I could see this game going either direction. I would be very happy if Kansas City got to 24 points uh, just because of the way their offense has been playing lately. Uh, Green Bay, the question is, is, is Love going to show up and is he going to show that he can step into Aaron Rodgers' shoes? If he can, I think that the Packers still have enough firepower to beat the Chiefs team that we've seen the past couple of weeks. I think the Chiefs, I think these Chiefs have the ability to beat the Packers, but until they play football that's basically sound fundamentally, they're not going to be at that at that point. I think Kansas City can squeak out a victory here. I'd say 24-21 Kansas City. Okay. Rock on, folks. Let us know what you think. Leave it in the YouTube comments and like sub and hit the bell while you're there. And over in the iTunes reviews, we appreciate that. We've been getting some of those lately. Thank you for all the audio listens as well as being here on YouTube with us as well. We hope that you guys enjoy your weekend and get ready for this game. We will have reaction post game for you. Have a good one. Uh, Enjoy yourself, and we'll talk to you then.